I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to episode 51 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on February 13th, 2013, and my name is Dan Gorman. Cookies! <laughs> That's the second cookie-related one you've had in uh, as many weeks. My name is Casey Lyons, and I myself dabbled in pacifism. Not nom, of course. I'm Greg Legro, and you get a goddamn job before sundown, or we're shipping you off to military school with the goddamn Finkelstein shit, kid. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I watched Up in Smoke last we, night. Uh, yeah, all right. That's where that comes <laughs> from. What was my other cookie one? Uh, you you uh, did say something about cookies. Some cookies. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Because today, while I was taking a leak before we... Mm-hmm. I started recording. I looked at my phone for my notes thing, and one of them just said cookies. And I was like, I do not know what that was in reference to. <laughs> so I'm just, just going to say cookies. cookies. Excellent. Yeah. You are an idiot, Dan Corbin. Because <laughs> the other one was sewage, and that was the, lin- the naked yeah. gun one I did right. the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me like two days to figure it out. I was like, what is that from? Uh, God yeah. damn it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, no, we got. Film roulette, hero swap, everything that we usually do this this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw some some movies that I'm excited to talk about. We listened to some music that I'm excited to talk about. Yes. Um, what else? Do you, Casey said you wanted to talk about something off the top? Oh, I just had uh, had an epic movie night the yeah. other night. Uh, I finally got around to seeing House of the Devil mm. and uh, oh, okay. Innkeepers. Oh, you watched them both? I did. Back, back to, to back. back. Damn. Um, love those movies. Yeah. Big, big Ty West fan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he is very good. He's, he's so good. So uh, he captures good. the eras that he's shooting for yeah. so well like especially with House, House of the, the Devil. Devil it's crazy like yeah. because it's exactly like an 80s movie in the sense of like like when you rent these movies now and I think I've said this before on the podcast like that are trying to ape like 80s like slashers and stuff they always mm-hmm. go so far over the top well like Hatchet like yeah. it's too much it's, right. yeah. it takes you out of this, it doesn't this feel like just, one. It's just like, just it might felt... as well be a Wayans Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, Hatchet fans, but it's fucking true. It's not very good. No, <laughs> no I don't like Hatchet not. very much. Uh, this just felt like a movie from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, felt, it, it didn't feel like a wink to the yeah. audience or anything. It felt like a movie that you would rent on the basis of some totally awesome like VHS cover and then yeah, realize totally. it was like a really slow movie and yeah. they like, drew you <laughs> yeah. in with this cover. Yeah. The, the thing that amazed me, too, like, I mean, I'm not saying Greta Gerwig is like the biggest actress in the whole wide world, but I know who she is. She's yeah. in one of my yeah, favorite Noah. She's in my favorite Noah Baumann. 
Comeback movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she even seems unrecognized. You know it's her, but she seems unrecognizable because yeah. she just plays 80s best friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so I saw that. And then um, from The Innkeepers, because Lena Dunham was in it, yes. uh, I went to Tiny Furniture. Oh, yeah. I which, really like Tiny Furniture. Uh, I think I did. Uh, my <laughs> life is kind of... I said this to Greg last night. My life is kind of chaotic right now. So I had a hard time finding any sympathy for a 22-year-old girl who didn't yeah, know what she was going to do. But I don't think... Do. But, but <laughs> I think that's the same thing that people say about girls. And I think the, the that movie has like... And like an element of distance to it, I feel like it's not necessarily asking you to be like sympathetic. It's just kind of like, um, not satirizing them because that's kind of what girls does. But I feel like it's not like because that was the thing about the poster. It says like she's having a really hard time with life or something. And I was like, that's a little bit of like a that's not really how the movie is. No, no. And and there were elements of it I really liked, and the 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 script was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like like a a debut movie. Like yeah, and and the acting from a bunch of nobodies was was fantastic. Yeah. Mm Uh, I just, yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. are you having a hard time living in your mom's house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but, and then from there, I watched Bernie. Oh, I really funny. liked Bernie. Holy yeah. crap! That's Did you see a Bernie? Great great I've seen most of Bernie. Okay, Jack yeah. Black is fantastic. So good, he's amazing. And that yeah. like, oh, yeah, that movie just like uh mashes up these two styles like pseudo documentary really, really well. and yeah. yeah yeah like entire like seamlessly yeah mm-hmm. cuz uh, you're like oh are the, is that person one of the actors that's just an unknown actor or is it one of the real town folk like right. you don't really yeah, yeah. know that, that was the thing that really struck me was that all of the town folk were so animated and yeah. so like interesting <laughs> that that like nobody seemed uncomfortable to, mm-hmm. to be on stage everybody had some homespun things to say <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i was really surprised by that movie oh I man i was really i was blown it. away by it and jack black was amazing now a lot of people are up in arms about uh, about how he wasn't nominated for it. I can see why he wasn't. Yeah, um, I think he was really good. His though. Before, it's it's the best thing I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it proves to me that at some point he will probably turn in a performance yeah. that yeah, is worthy. Absolutely. It, it's definitely a movie. I think it's definitely a performance that is kind of tailor suited to him because yeah. it kind of has that like musical. He does a little yeah, like absolutely. singing and and it kind of like has the comedy and stuff. Well, it's a big fat flamboyant man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like he can do that. Yeah, I feel like he has that in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's why when I watch it, when he does hit the stuff where you're, where it's like outside of his comfort zone, you're like, damn, Jack Black's acting up a storm in this piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then and then I only watched about ten minutes of it, but I, I, I'm on this this kick now to, to try to understand why Mel Brooks is funny. Oh so shit! I, I, I watched uh, about ten minutes of High Anxiety. Yeah, and now High Anxiety is not one of my favorite Mel Brooks. No, this films. is I, people do tell me that that's the wrong one to get to get into, but the the concept of it I really like. It like, has I, its I moments. I want to see sort of like a Hitchcock parody mm-hmm. kind of a thing, but yeah. that's that's done. Uh, sort of faithfully and it had one thing in the 10 minutes I saw that made me shit my pants laughing because uh, he, he's in the, the airport and he's you know he's got all this anxiety and he's afraid of everything and the music's all swelling and crazy going on and he's and, and you know some guy tries to fuck him and, and, and he, he finally gets out he gets out the door and he goes oh what a dramatic airport! Yeah, <laughs> and I fucking shit. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that movie has like some of the like Hitchcock specific spoofs are kind of hit or miss. Like the yeah. one with the birds is like 
the birds are like chasing him and they and they like shit all over him or something and I was just like okay yeah, yeah you're spoofing well, the birds and the birds pooped yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly why I don't like Mel Brooks no yeah. but I feel like not everything lands yeah. with him I'm not like as as someone who's you know defended Mel Brooks to you it's not that I love Mel Brooks and everything he does yeah because when the jokes don't land they are they are horrible bad. The, yeah, yeah they're it's, the worst but the ones that do land are so great like they're yeah. just awesome and yeah. it's kind of like this weird little bit of like comedy movie magic when they do <laughs> right it's like yeah, yeah. And, and, and again I feel like, like some... the world's okay when his jokes land yeah you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get that and there's yeah. another little part where he meets his driver and his driver is, starts taking all these pictures of him and at first he's like uh he's like terrified and he's like shielding his face and as the pictures go on he gradually starts posing and <laughs> jumping off his luggage yeah. and shit. <laughs> I, I actually really I actually really like silent movie. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, his silent is like one that not a lot of people talk about that as often as like Spaceballs or whatever, but it's right. really funny. Well, it's, it's much better than Spaceballs. Yeah. Well, don't <laughs> get me wrong. I, is, I loved uh, Spaceballs when I was a kid. Sure, it's fine yeah. for a kid. And there's still some... St- Rick Moranis is so awesome. Good. Oh, he's amazing. <clears throat> John Candy's got some great stuff in it. Um, yeah. There, and but it's, Bill it, Pullman has it, some life in I him. Think he, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> does he? As much Bill as Pullman much as I've a seen. comedic lead, genius. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, um, I feel like that one hit like a chord just because it was Star timing Wars. Was perfect. Timing. Yeah. 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 And there's that. De- there's definitely some good jokes in it. Oh, that's, for sure. That's that's kind of it goes in the like Robin Hood Men in Tights pile. Like, yeah. 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 It's yeah, good, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it does have maybe my favorite Mel Brooks moment ever, which not, isn't him, but the we ain't found shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I still say that to this. Yeah, yeah, we ain't found shit. Yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. I definitely would definitely say keep going. Oh yeah, you, it'll there's, win there's you over. Stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. Stay away from Dracula Dead and Loving It though. <laughs> well, God I, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aside from the title, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, and it's and it's another one. Like, there's parts of that movie that I like remember laughing at super hard when I was a kid, and I'm sure I still find some of it funny. But I don't know about revisiting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think it's good. No, <laughs> I'm not big on Blazing Saddles, honestly. I, I, I like some of it a lot. There's some jokes, like the, the racial tension stuff. Yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and really ballsy for the for time sure. Period. Um, but I, I generally go much more for like Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is my all time. So Absolutely, good. so good. Yeah, I think Young Frankenstein was the first one I saw after after Spaceballs, mm-hmm. and uh, we got it on VHS. And I just remember it like being black and white, and it just being this weird thing to me, and putting it on, and it being like blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, yeah. they didn't have it on Netflix, so Fair I know. Yeah, high anxiety. I have it on VHS and DVD. Yeah, I will uh, lend yeah. you one, but not both. Put them both on. I really prefer both. Yeah. Sync them up. <laughs> yeah. What I like to do is I like to put on the VHS and the DVD of something and see if they sync up. Yeah. <laughs> While listening to Pink Floyd. Yeah. yeah. And doing yeah. a bunch of mushrooms. Back. Yeah. What I do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, oh, I also watched. Um, uh, uh, Earlier on in the week, I watched the conversation. The oh yeah, right. you posted on the Facebook. About yeah, this. yeah, good. Lord. What a fucking what great a fucking movie! Brilliant piece of filmmaking. <clears throat> yeah, um, everything about that movie is amazing, <laughs> and and Gene Hackman is is brilliant. Like so much of of the movie is his performance and mm-hmm. and the paranoia of yeah. his character, <laughs> and I love this too. He tells a joke like there's there's a night where they're all out drinking and he's out drinking with some people. And uh, he's a wiretapper for the people who don't uh, who don't know the movie. Um, And uh, he tells a joke. uh, Did you hear about the fag wiretapper who could only tap princess phones? (laughs) And I was like, 
That was like a straight-up joke back then. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that like, wasn't. ooh, they're being tongue-in-cheek about no, no, that was just a, That was just a straight-up so joke. Somebody would say that, and everyone would be like, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, like, that, there'd that be no irony to that it That did not offend me. Yes, I have way. heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and I believe he had AIDS. <laughs> Uh, oh, so that Lord. yeah, that really struck me as, as a sign of the time. But the 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 direction on that thing is just mm-hmm. is mind blowingly good. Yeah, yeah, man, seriously. And yeah. Harrison Ford, a young Harrison Ford, yeah, is yeah, yeah, dead on in that movie for sure. And Cindy Williams was also in that, movie, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. <laughs> she plays half of the uh, half of the the couple that they're sur- surveilling. Is that a word? Yeah, Did I just make that up. Sure. Uh, and I really wanted the the guy to be played by Penny Marshall, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't happen. Yeah, and they were being surveyed by Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so so see that movie if you've not. Yeah, yeah that's so great. Um, I don't have too much to talk about. I want to say one thing. Um, I just saw this go up on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Charles Band, who runs Full Moon Pictures, yeah. as you'll remember from uh, our Time Bandits episode, he had a hand in Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bowlerama, and he did the Puppet Master movies and all those great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recently decided to do this promotion because he found a crate of old VHS boxes with no tapes in them from his original company, Wizard Video. Huh. Uh, this, this was one of the earliest uh, um, home video labels releasing movies like uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they put out Texas Chainsaw. I think they were one of the first ones to do it. So basically, he found this crate of VHS big boxes with nothing in them. So what he's doing is he's uh, reprinting the original program on new VHSs and putting them in the original big boxes, oh, cool. numbering them and signing them and selling wow. four a month for the next nine months. And by four a month, I mean just like four titles, and there's like anywhere between 100 to 400 of each. Right. And they're 50 bucks, and you can buy them. Huh. And uh, so and they're all numbered and signed. They're all numbered and signed, and they're all the original program as they appeared on the VHS, but the VHS itself is new, but they're in original boxes. Wow. That is genius. Just, yeah. Where do you go to pick that up? Um, <laughs> you can just go to uh, Full Moon Pictures uh, or Google Wizard Video VHS or something. Um, I'll find the actual link and put it in the description of the podcast. But, yeah, I want to buy one. Because like fifty bucks is a lot to spend on a VHS, yes. but I'm a huge nerd. I need one of. I need yeah, something. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah. One of them is that Breeders movie I talked about on oh, the podcast yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. ago about the like. Uh, it's it's a bad movie and it's yeah. weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's as a VHS nerd, I was like, oh my god, lost, <laughs> something was lost in a warehouse for thirty years, and now I can buy it for fifty dollars. I want it. Uh, it really could have been anything. It yeah, could have been anything. Half of it is the plot of a bad yeah. VHS movie. <laughs> yeah. Lost in a warehouse for thirty years. Yeah, yeah I want it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna have to sweet. pick. An, I'm gonna have to pick one of the like twelve or fifteen titles they're doing. Yeah, mm. yeah. So check pretty that good. out. It's pretty awesome. We'll let you know what Dan Gorman buys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Greg, did you see anything? Um, nothing that's more interesting than Prison Break Corner. Oh, oh shit, yeah. Prison, yeah. Prison Break uh, Corner. I, I have come to Prison fucking... Break. Prison Break. Prison Break Corner. Hey. Um, I finished really season one. Oh, I have completed right. season one of Prison Break. Okay. I, uh, just, I have notes this time because uh, it just gets crazier as the show goes along. Yeah. When I last left you guys, Lincoln, who's uh, Dominic Purcell, is about to be executed. And uh, he's looking through the glass at the people who are there to witness it, and he sees a guy in a hat, and he's like, what the? 
And now, on my way over here, <laughs> is that guy wearing a hat? How do I, how do I get no hat? One now of those? I've seen yeah. everything. Now, now I can die happy. And then he gets a stay of execution. On my way over here, I was going over that in my head, and I was like, "Oh, it's because of that the paperwork that was put through, and then it takes at least two weeks." And then I realized I was thinking about a different thing that the, his brother had gotten off with with some paperwork thing. I don't know why he got a stay of execution. I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, it was no, very I quick. Thought the, I thought the He's governor... in the chair. He's got the sponge on his head and the whole thing. Right. And they're like, stop, stop. There's more to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, wait. Now, I thought that the governor called in to say... He did. Yeah. He's like, no, no, kill the guy. Yeah. yeah. But right. I think the and warden then... the warden did something. Stacey Keach is the warden, and he's delightful. Oh, I <laughs> love Stacey Keach. <laughs> they were like, stop stop he, this. He's... This plot hasn't been sufficiently twisted yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's a warden with a heart of gold. I'm pretty sure he stopped it. Forgive me, I don't remember, and I just don't care. Uh, and then uh, he ends up, and he's in solitary confinement for the rest of his time before he's executed. So... Michael, who's the horrible actor lead, Wentworth Miller, <laughs> yeah. he gets himself put into solitary too so he can figure out what to do. Oh, now, shit. I don't know if you guys know this, but when you're in solitary confinement, the drain in the bottom of your cell works as a completely clear and flawless telephone to other cells. Is in that the entire, right? All of them. You can talk to anybody <laughs> in solitary just by getting on the ground going, Michael, Michael. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what's up, buddy? I'm in here too. Yeah. <laughs> Retarded. Couldn't believe that. Um and also, I, I understood when they put the death row guy into uh, uh, solitary confinement because prior to that, they were letting he was working like in the yard and he was on their PI crew, like building the rec room. And I don't think right. they people who are going to be murdered, like murdered by the state, in three days. It's not like, can you clean up the yard with these tools and we'll leave you alone for eight hours? Yeah, right. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> can you can you just be a good guy? <laughs> For a second. Can you do me a solid? Yeah. Uh, We're still going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't don't know what this means. The note? Yeah, I have a note that says... I love notes. uh, (laughs) This show is all about writing notes down that you can't remember why you wrote them down. And this is a four-word, one's a compound (laughs) word, note that I should know what this means. One of those words, uh, What I've written here is (laughs) Sucre Underwear Brain. Breakout. Uh, so they, what? what do they do? They break out in their underwear? No, oh, I don't remember what that. Oh, oh, I know what that is. What's okay. the first word? Sucre. Sorry. He's one of the, char- the characters. He's the hopelessly romantic yeah. Latino guy. Right. Sucre. Right. Hopelessly Latino. Latino. He's the. Okay. They they realize that uh, there's a new PI crew coming in to build the 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 cops break room. Right. So they're clearly going to find the big hole in the floor. Sure. That they've been putting a rug Uh-oh. over. <laughs> so. Michael's in solitary confinement, so Sucre has to <clears throat> break into there, like through their little tunnel way, because he's they only he's the one who has a passage from his cell that Michael has made. So he's got to climb into the break room, re-cement the floor, and then run because he can't go back through. He has to go back out into the yard and into a drain out there. But he gets caught doing it. But his backup was the twist. And you're like, oh my god, Sucre is going to go ten years now for trying to break out. But All he's right. like, uh, I've got an excuse. And his excuse is that the rapist guy had gone to one of the queens in the uh, prison yard and had sex with him and stolen his underwear, his dirty underwear, and gave it to, but it looks like women's underwear, gave it to Sucre. And he says, oh, well, my girlfriend threw it over the wall for me. I came to get it because I miss her. And they're like, okay. well, all right. What? <laughs> totally. What the fuck? <laughs> But is going on yeah. in that prison? Yeah, and why is it so hard to break yeah. out of this prison? Coincidentally, I wear gun-shaped underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
My underwear has bullets in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my and the, underwear. The, the, the underwear, <laughs> the lady's night, underwear folks. that it is, it belongs to this really, really horrible looking man. And so when they catch Sue Green, he's like, yeah, it's my girlfriend's underwear. The head uh, uh, prison guard's like, well, you can back yourself. And he takes a big heavy oh. whip on him. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like he just got right in there. Oh, gross just, ass. Uh, gross. Anyway, um, so <sighs> the next big thing that happens that screws everything up is Michael is hiding in the inner walls of the prison, and then there's a prison guard walks in there and have a smoke and is standing a foot in front of him. He just doesn't see him. What's but he he's do? so close to him, Michael has to back up, and he backs into a steaming hot pole that burns his shoulder right. so badly that it's burned off part of his tattoo that has the way out. Oh, my god! Oh, my God. What's he going to do? Because now he's like, I don't remember what was there. Yeah. I've got to find out. And in the beginning of the season, I didn't mention this because I thought it was so fucking stupid and wouldn't get, wasn't, wasn't going to matter. He gets himself uh, thrown into the psych ward because he's gone. He stops talking and he's like, mm. and he gets into the psych ward because there's a guy there who used to be his, his cellmate who was staring at his tattoo and he's like, it's a maze. It's a pattern. And he's like, oh my God, I got to get this guy away from me. And so he gets that guy fucked back into the psych ward on drugs again. But now he has to go back into the psych ward, get that guy off of drugs and get him to remember what he saw on his oh back to draw God. it for him so he can get out of fucking prison uh, and he does it <laughs> oh my god oh uh, yeah <clears throat> it's like it's like it's written by a, a granted intelligent but 12 year old yeah oh yeah that sounds so dumb yeah it's insane i couldn't believe it is this play is this all played because i haven't seen episode one of this fucking yeah. thing is this all played wacky or no, is it very played? straight oh, I think it's super, super straight yeah. it is serious town that yeah, is all yeah, kinds yeah. of fucked up. Now, but th- there are good actors in this because Peter Stormare is really like good. This sounds like John Waters to me. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but like Peter Stormare is really good in it. Sure. The guy who plays Teabag, the rapist, is really good in it. Oh no. <laughs> By the way, my least favorite clown. Teabag, the rapist. <laughs> um. So uh, there's not a whole lot of interesting that goes on, other than there is a really horrible conspiracy plot. Okay. That that Robin Tunney is trying to figure out with some other oh, guy. Oh, she's up in there? Yeah, she's in there. And it's the most boring storyline in the world. That's why I have not mentioned it too much. But they're trying to find uh, a way to get Lincoln off because they know that he's innocent somehow. They just believe in him. Is he the one who killed the president's friend or something? <laughs> the, the vice president's brother. Right. But Heist he didn't it. kill him because he isn't even dead. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Seriously, he's not even dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick this up again next week. Now, right. now, was that the end of the... No, okay. I'm not at season... I can't... You can't do it all in one. I can't do it all in one go because the actual prison break... Stretch it out. ...is amazing. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. that's what happens at the end of season one is they, uh, according to the title, had to, so they break out of prison. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm into season two now. But I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up season one next week because holy crap. Outstanding. But, oh, my God. Yeah. This is this is fast becoming it, my favorite. Oh, wait, I'll, ra- once I'll, ra- I'll leave you on a cliffhanger though. Oh shit! So remember how Lincoln saw a guy wearing a hat through the glass? Yeah, when he was going to get executed. You he don't forget like, a thing. You, <laughs> you never, you never forget well, your first hat. You know they're going over these two brothers' childhood a lot, analyzing them, and they're like, well, their mom died when they were young, and their dad was a deadbeat drunk who disappeared. But that comes up a lot, the deadbeat dad, and I'm like. Deadbeat Dad's going to come up when they break out. They're going to find him or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. Deadbeat Dad finds them because that's what Link is like. He's like, that guy with the hat. And Michael's like, yeah. He's like, it was Dad. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I recognized his hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd recognize like, his number one hat, dad hat anywhere. <laughs> <That's a> number, <laughs> number one dad. 
<laughs> Number one deadbeat dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's been like 20 years. Easy. Right. Like, yeah. they were kids the last time they mm-hmm. saw this man. Uh, I think well, I, when I leave bad. here, I barely remember what you guys look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Holy balls. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear more. Yeah. Magical. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Magical. <laughs> Um, did you guys listen to the new My Bloody Valentine album? Do you want to no, know? I I'm did about, not. I'm about halfway through. Okay. Because uh, I've been sort of uh, uh, here and there with music and right. podcasts and whatnot. Uh, what, what I've heard so far, uh, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of albums that can touch Loveless. And this album so far doesn't to me. It doesn't touch Loveless, but it's it's... It's a different beast altogether. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still very much sounds sounds like... It's exactly what I was waiting for after Loveless came out in 1991. And then it was like, ooh, what are they going to make a new record? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then then somewhere around 2002 or three, I gave up. I was like, this isn't happening. (laughs) Uh, What what struck me is how much... Like I say, it it is a very different album than Loveless, but how much it sounds like My Bloody Valentine and how relevant it sounds absolutely you know, I was like, thinking the same thing well I mean it's because it, uh, it does it has that immediate feel because Kevin Shields is maybe the most uh, unique guitar player of his generation because yeah. everyone talks about like, oh man there's so many layers on that Loveless album there really aren't there's like two guitar tracks very rarely more than that Right. But it's just that way that he plays with with the tremolo. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Hammer or uh, the whammy bar? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Like that, that style of guitar playing he came up with is called gliding, apparently. Okay, because uh, it it forces the notes in and out of tune at a very rapid pace, right? Which is uh, such a cool sound. And his guitar is the voice of the band. Like that's mm. the lead singer. Is yeah, his absolutely. guitar work. And it's just, oh yeah. That's, that's another thing that I love about uh, my bloody Valentine is how, how secondary the lyrics are or yeah. how like uh, buried the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the vocals are and how pretty they usually are. Absolutely. amidst the chaos. And, and, and they're great again. Uh, uh, Bridget butcher's voice sounds awesome. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. Get into it. Gorman. Yeah. I'm going to the album. It. It's great. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been, it is an album of two sides too. Like there is a side one vibe and a side two vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've gotten to the side Most two definitely. vibe. Most definitely, cool. So good. Yeah, I'm gonna get into it. I've been spending more time with Loveless because it was never an album that I really went for. Oh wow. Yeah, like I remember listening to it in college because I was supposed to because it was an album that was sure. a touchstone album, and and I was always more more into like the the uh, slow dive side of like shoegaze yeah i was always always just like well i'm just gonna reach for a slow dive record when i want to listen to shoegaze or like noisy kind of guitar indie or whatever so i'm i went back to loveless and i gave it a couple spins i'm gonna spend a bit of time with it and then i'm gonna move on to the new one yeah right. yeah good call yeah that sounds about right yeah we'll have a bigger conversation about it next week then mm-hmm. sweet yeah yep. all right then, it deserves uh, two conversations. I'd yeah, say. yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, definitely, a, especially with how long people have been waiting. It took 22 years to make, like, so. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, let's get into film roulette. Yeah. Film roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go, some, go see something good. <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot a word there. Yeah. <laughs> and the loser has to go see something shitty. Why don't we change that to just say film roulette is where uh, Greg and Casey go see a good movie and yes, Dan sees, Dan sees something shit. shitty because he can't roll worth a shit. <laughs> but Dan gets to give them an album <laughs> almost every week, right. uh, with the exception of last week because yes. Ka- Casey 
and I had to listen to something because yes. Greg lost last week. But I and lost the role something. for this week's discussion. I had to go see stand-up guys while mm-hmm. these stand-up guys went and saw hey, side effects. Nicely done. <laughs> that's why they call you the king of podcasting. Yeah, that's why I call me that. <laughs> that's true, I meant In by the that. mirror every morning. <laughs> the boy king of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the king of podcasting, Dan. <laughs> and your hair looks Never nice. forget it. <laughs> yeah, oh, so let's man. hear about Steven Soderbergh's side effects. His this rumored one of his last films. Uh, yeah. He's got another one coming out. I think it's a made-for-TV movie, but... Oh, he's, well, got, he's got the, that uh, Liberace biopic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't wait for that. Yeah. It's such a bizarre story. It's a crazy story. Yeah. And I'm so Insane. glad that somebody good has handled yeah. it. Yeah, and a good cast, too. So I've been yeah, I've been super excited about that, and I was also really excited to see side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be a short uh, uh, yeah. It's going to be a short conversation because there's not a lot that that we can give away about it. Yeah, uh, yeah I wasn't sure if I was going to just spoiler the shit out of this. No I don't think we can. No. Okay. Because um, I'm so excited for this. Okay. And, and, and the reason, the reason I, I will say uh, that, that I don't think we can is because this is a highly enjoyable movie. Mm. Well, I, mm, <clears throat> I found it was a very highly enjoyable film. Great acting. Looks great. Yes. Uh, interesting twists and turns to the storyline. But I found it was a movie that I was much better served to just enjoy the ride of as opposed to then think back to it too much. Because <laughs> I started going, well, wait a second. Oh, oh there are plot holes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and my, I wish that we could discuss those I plot know. holes because I actually had the same experience. as yeah. uh, When I left, I was like, well... Yeah, but this happens, but before that happens, this happens. So if this was going to happen, this had to have happened. So luckily this happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's an awful lot of that. Yeah. I went from like the moment when we walked out of the theater, because I feel like the, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the uh, the ad campaign for this movie is, is a little misguided. Some yeah. Misleading. Uh, yeah. It, it, they, they, this seems like one of those movies that had a bunch of campaigns where every trailer was just a little bit different as to make the movie look slightly more like one demographic's interest or another or yeah, something. Because yeah. there was one trailer where I was like, that looks bad. And then there was another <laughs> one that had like the same footage, but it was just edited in a slightly different way. And I was like, no, I'm excited about this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really not the movie you think it is. No, um, I assume not. it's not not a thriller i just assume it's like a drama and because because they make it out like it's going to be like dun, 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 she's got a pill like what you doing like <laughs> <laughs> she killing someone or what like they like really play it up like that's it's fucking you, exciting that's what you thought yeah so so from the trailer that you figured the plot was she got she a got pill, pill. What she got what's do? she gonna do with it <laughs> no but they played up like like what is it like did you kill someone like all this like it's intrigue and well, action and there's you've... like yelling and running and stuff and i'm like this looks like they're just trying to make me expect <laughs> Like there's going to be a lot of that, there's, but it, that it won't be. Um, all right, it is a um, it is a thriller. Okay, yeah, um, it it's is. V- it's very much a thriller. Yeah, and uh, I, I I totally got. I, I felt like he uh, with Soderbergh was going for some uh, sort of Hitchcock style mm-hmm. ch- changes, twists, and the pacing a bit. There are three very definite chapters to the movie mm-hmm. that totally kind of run on their own pacing and stuff like that, which I totally dug that he went for. Yeah. Didn't do it as well as Hitchcock, obviously, but it's a... I, uh, so at the end of the day... Oh, some it, of those shots, too. Like there's, there's a lot oh, of really yeah. great shots when, when they're, shots. they're dealing with her depression. <laughs> there, there's a lot of shots from the ground, like looking at, at buildings from the ground up. So mm-hmm. so like you you really get a sense of, of, of her depression without actually having to, to deal with it or feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
Um, there's a way this movie, I, I there was a way I thought the movie was going to go, and I was so on board for it. It didn't go that way, though. Um, yeah. I still enjoyed what, like, watching it. Just like Having the movie unfold in front of me was fine. Yeah. Uh, it was then when I went back and kind of thought about it more and more is when I had trouble with it, much like a movie like High Tension. Yeah. Where while I'm watching, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. And then afterwards, like... Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it as bad? Is it as big of a downfall as high tension? Because I feel like no. high tension is like the ultimate. I, like I, yeah, I can. I will, just like I do not like that movie now. Yeah, I, yeah. I will never watch high tension. No, again. I hate it. I don't know if I'll watch this again, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it isn't that bad, okay. uh, yeah. but it's just. I, I I loved it. Like like honestly, if you. Uh, I th- what I thought was that it was going to be a lot more of a cerebral movie than it was. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a great movie to just shut off your brain and and totally, follow yeah. the story. Yeah, it gave a, a fun, entertaining thriller. Yeah. Uh, it just for me, it was like I the moment when I walked out, like as soon as we got out of the theater, I'm like that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Then I was like on the subway, and I'm like that had some problems. Then I got yeah. home, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Gotta watch some Godzilla movies instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I did. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, re- I really want to see it. I'm still, I'm probably gonna go see this soon. Yeah, um, yeah. it's I, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's yeah, it totally. Yeah, it's a good film. Uh, great, Rooney really, Mara, really good performances. I uh, thought. For, yeah, like uh, for across the, the board, great performances. Rooney Mara's performance was exceptional. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I don't know that much of uh, of what she's done because I never saw the Fincher version of uh, the girl with the thing. Right, uh, <laughs> but uh, but she like her performance demanded a lot of her in a lot of different ways, and she really delivered. Absolutely, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, I had to go see stand up guys mm-hmm. or stand up guys stand up guys. <laughs> um. This movie is starring Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin. Uh, and Which it is, normally should make you go, I'd be like, oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. 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 And it Entirely. is directed by Fisher Stevens. Well, um, what? <laughs> which, which should normally make you go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fisher Stevens. Yes. <laughs> that's, now, that's almost as weird as the, the fact that he used to be married to Uma Thurman. Yeah. 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 Um, and How I did can, that happen? <laughs> Giant head racist I, actor. He, I can say he did one racist. He did role. it twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even after they were like, "Listen," he was like, "Oh, I'll make a sequel then." Yeah. Um. So this this is the best Fisher Stevens movie I've ever seen. It is coincidentally <laughs> the only Fisher Stevens movie I've ever seen. Is this a directorial debut? No. I he did a documentary. Did he not uh, well, direct The Cove? Or did he? I bl- I thought he did direct The know. Cove. That's a pretty like. No, he didn't. How did who? Who is Fisher Stevens? How is he able to be like, I'm going to direct a movie. Go get me Al Pacino, Alan Arkin, and Christopher Walken, please. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Short Circuit 2? I'm fucking Fisher Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get him. Just get him. Yeah, where does his cachet come from? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, probably from the two episodes of Early Edition that he had directed. <laughs> oh, man. Is that it? That I don't know. He's done other looking th- at? He's done other things, but yeah. Oh, I'm looking him up. Um, he did, the there's another movie that... For a television there's something else ever. that he directed called Crazy Love. Um, the sequel to Crazy Stupid Love? They just took the stupid out? I don't know. Yeah. Prequel? The prequel? So this this movie is about... Before the love got yeah, stupid. Yeah, before the love got crazy. Um... So this this movie is about Al Pacino. Uh, he's released from prison. He's served twenty or thirty years. I think it's thirty years almost uh, in prison, and he reunites with his old friend uh, uh, Christopher Walken. They are f- like friends from back in the day. They used to work together. They're kind of like mob kind of guys, you know, tough guys. 
and um, basically he was in jail because he accidentally killed the son of their boss. Their boss was like, you're going on this mission or whatever you want to call it and uh <laughs> mission. <laughs> you mission. Yeah, like, mission. <laughs> you're going on like you're gonna go do this like thing for me and i'm gonna send my son along you don't see any of this this is all through dialogue but he says like my son's coming with you and the son gets like caught in the crossfire and and ends up getting shot and uh al pacino takes the fall and so when he gets out uh basically christopher walken has been tasked to kill him and basically the boss has kept walken alive for 30 years under the like for the for the express in a re- box of VHS covers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been kept him in thirty years in a <laughs> in a box. Yeah, no, he basically is just like I'm going to kill you unless you wait for Al Pacino to get out of jail and kill him. And so now, he, do they have character names or do they just refer I don't to each remember other as their names. I don't remember their names. Okay. So for the sake of ease of use, uh, right. <laughs> I'm just going to use their real names. So basically, you have this. Um, kind of interesting idea i don't mind the idea that like christopher walken has to kind of come to grips with he has to kill his his like old friend and they kind of have he has until 10 a.m to do it kind of thing and so it's just like spending their last time and it kind of the, like the script kind of wants to be a like shambling kind of just like comedy about these like old guys and they and like reliving their past days and whatnot but this fucking movie is so goddamn bad. <laughs> the fucking it is like the script spends the first thirty minutes uh, about uh, basically following Al Pacino as he tries to go fuck a hooker in a whorehouse. He can't because he's old. Ha ha! That's hilarious. Oh, are you fucking old people want to fuck, but they can't. So then they go and they break in and they get a bunch of prescription pills. Fucking mm. Al Pacino eats like a fistful of Viagra, goes uh. back to the whorehouse, has sex four times, uh, and then has a huge boner. Oh my god, this old dude's got a boner. That's fucking hilarious. And oh then the boner won't go away because he's all hopped up on boner pills and drugs. <laughs> he has to go to the hospital and get his dick drained of blood. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I don't feel well. <laughs> and because that's hilarious, he goes to jail and he's all drugged out and they're like, oh, you got a boner. Let me take the blood out of it with this needle. What is funny about these fucking, it is so goddamn bad. And that's the first half an hour yeah. of this film. Um, and then it becomes about like, they go and get Alan Arkin out of uh, out of his old, old, old age home. He used to be their getaway driver. So then they start, they steal this car and they're driving around. And uh, Alan Arkin's, like, getting his groove back. He's, like, <laughs> they get in a chase with the cops for some reason. And he's, like, spinning and diving and shit in the car. And it's, like, 
all of the all of this movie is is fairly I saw a lot of reviews attacking the direction from Fisher Stevens and it is a well directed movie but it's directed it's almost like the the movie and the direction are so tonally wrong like the movie's trying to be this one thing but then the direction is all like slick like Michael Bay light like it's all like slick action movie direction with dollies from low angles and stuff and 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 I guess they were trying to juxtapose like they're old but like it's it's kinetic like when you're watching it right. it just does not work at all you're just like what movie am I watching right. like what is this so <laughs> what movie am I watching that's yeah. draining blood from a dick yeah uh. and so and so they yeah, they go get Alan Arkin out and uh they're driving around and then they realize there is a naked woman in their trunk of sure. the car that they've stolen and she reve- they take her to a diner, they get her some clothes, and she reveals to them that she was gang raped and uh, by these men for no reason. And so then it becomes for about 15 minutes about them taking her back to the people that did it to her so that she can get like really light comical revenge by like beating them in the dick with a baseball bat. Like it treats the it treats this like rape subplot that appears and disappears like with no reason at all right. so lightly. It's just like, oh, let's take you back. You'll get your revenge. And then it's like she like hits them, and it's like played kind of like breezy for laughs and stuff. And I was like, this is a gang rape we're talking about. Yeah, right. This is not a fucking just – like it's pretty crazy and tonally like off just completely. That's like, misses, horrible. It misses the mark completely. And it's so just like – and now the rest of the movie happens. You're like, what was the point of even having that? Oh my god! And so then, they just take time out from the actual plot. Yeah, like it doesn't. It. Do, I mean, maybe they, they were trying to like ha, like say like they're good guys because they're helping this girl out or whatever. But it's just played so wrong. You're just like, this is no good. Right. Like, and <laughs> usually you tie things like that into the actual plot. Yeah. You don't take no, time it, it, out from the it plot. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's fucked. And then after that, basically, um, they they try and wrap up the movie at the end by, by pulling some heartstrings and stuff. Um, it, the, oh, the Alan Arkin dies at one point. Like, um, just they, they go in to do that, and they come back out, and Alan Arkin has passed it passed uh, away in the car. And so they go to the hospital where Alan Arkin's daughter uh, works, and it's just like, "Hey, uh, your dad's dead. <laughs> Let's go bury him." And <laughs> did you want to drain his dick for yeah, blood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got a dick full of blood. <laughs> Let's go now. <laughs> dick full of blood and nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go bury Alan Arkin and have this like heart, like heart fill, like just fucking graveyard scene. And I'm just like, what? You just walked in and we're like, it was like, he's dead now. It was like, it's so weird. And then, yeah, at the end of the movie, it basically becomes uh, Christopher Walken realizes he's going to have to do this. And, and um, they, they end up at the very end of the film running up to their boss's building with the guns and shooting uh, and, and having like a weird shootout. And weirdly enough, at the end of the film, I actually didn't mind the way they wrapped it up in a really like convenient um, Hollywood kind of way because it had that instant gratification of like a movie that would just do like I kind of wanted that all the way through by the time right. I got to the end I was just like you should just been a shitty cheesy like predictable movie not yeah. like using stale boner sitcom <laughs> jokes and shit like you know there's nothing about the word stale boner to me yeah <laughs> just rings yeah it was comically. it was really real it was really bad it was such a missed opportunity because they're not horrible actors obviously no. they're they're like even in their old no, age no that Pacino they, guy he's pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean like now be like, all right. they haven't lost it like completely they're really they're old but they still just putting them together in a room is almost enough but yeah. but but 
that this movie banks it on that, like that that will be enough. Maybe that was he, he had like a bet. Like I bet I can make a movie about uh, stale boners with blood in them yeah. and put three guys. You guys wouldn't <laughs> even gonna notice. Put, yeah. I'm going to put three Oscar nominated and in yeah. some cases winning actors, and I'm going to. Yeah. And then I'm going to segue into gang movie. rape for no reason. Yeah, yeah. for no yeah. reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was brutal. Um, yeah. and and it it sucks because. There's a good. There was actually a good movie here. Like I think with like the setup of the plot, if they had done it differently, I just think it could have been interesting to see a movie about like mm-hmm. the the Al Pacino and the Christopher Walken character spending a night together. That wasn't just like these people don't know how to use cars anymore because you turn them on with buttons. Uh. Oh no! <laughs> like <laughs> that's literally like that's a like a bunch the bunch of times they keep coming back to like Alan Arkin's like oh what they have they have one of those. Those keys, you know, those keys that aren't keys these days with the buttons on them and shit, like yeah, yeah, the, pla- yeah. the big plastic, like fobbed type, yeah, 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 type yeah. key. They're like, well, this isn't a key. Ugh. Oh, like, Jesus. Yeah, brutal. It sounds like a crime movie by way of the Golden Girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it was written terrible. by Will and Grace. Um, terrible. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, just for clarification, it wasn't uh, Uma Thurman that had the relationship with Fisher Stevens, it was Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes yeah, more yeah. sense to does me. Does it yeah. make more sense? Well, it does, none of it makes sense because he's just an awkward-looking fellow. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Was it My Science Project? Was that his other... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did he, get, he got the F word cut out of that, right? He was mm. going to be the, like, the first guy to say fuck in a Disney movie, but then they, like... Because uh, it's distributed by Touchstone, but then they, like, edited it out, but he still says fuck on the screen. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the line is fuck Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney was like, like, we have an issue with uh, this. <laughs> We're not cool with yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh, stand-up guy's terrible. Uh, um, sweet. So because uh, Greg lost last week, yeah. he made us listen to an album. Yeah. Mm. The name of this album is... It's called A, Beauti- A Beautiful World. Yeah. So, is that it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Beautiful yeah, A Beautiful World. I uh, didn't by... listen to a single okay. note of this. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is... This is uh, the 2003 release, uh, the second release by Robin Thicke, yep. Yep. Uh, or as I will only ever refer to him from now on, uh, uh, Alan Thicke's son. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> this is a you. I would call it like, like a like. It's trying to be that like neo soul kind of like. This is not at all what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like I was. Exp- I thought it was going to be like R and B, and it be, and it turned out to be more of just like a trying to be like a neo soul album i, it, I thought it was going to be a michael buble album <laughs> yeah, yeah but it was trying to be an usher album <laughs> yeah or now uh, casey and i exchanged very short opinions before we recorded yes um i i thought it was uh one of the most awkward <laughs> terrible pieces of crap that that i'd ever yeah. heard and dan I loved it i did not <laughs> fuck you i did not say that what i said was that i didn't hate hate it uh-huh. you just little hated I, it this this album was as far as bargain bin justin timberlake jamiroquai yeah. kind of vibe goes not the worst. It was not the worst thing I've had to listen to on this uh, podcast by far. Um, hold on, hold on. Greg's forgotten how to sit in a chair. Everything <laughs> yeah. tilts Greg's back falling. much farther than I thought it did. Greg's falling uh, onto the ground. You sat in that chair yeah. for months. Now, I know, yeah. but this time I tried to put my foot up. And Learn how to use it. Yeah. yeah. Now I will say that uh, as so far as when this album keeps the tracks short and upbeat, <laughs> and I don't listen to the lyrics, I was just kind of working away, just like Meh, whatever, like. All right, this is just like light, light neo soul. He his voice is he has like one range. He hits the one kind of soulful very, note. Yeah, airy, and it gets grating. 
uh, uh, he just like whispers, kind of yeah, sexy yeah. whispers, sexy airy voice. Yeah, uh, and the but he's he, but he's he's entirely co-opting um, Stevie Wonder's mm-hmm. uh, sort of like the way Stevie yeah. Wonder uses his voice, right? Now, the, like the lyrics are just fucking are are so bad. Well, this is the thing the the the, the song structure and everything like it's basically that kind of airy bullshit over kind of hip hop beats, but yeah. with a little bit of <laughs> but, rock guitar in there. Oh, good. Just to I like use, that yeah, and and I mean like when I say that I didn't hate this, I like like extremely i just mean that like it reminded me of music that i do like so there was an, sure. an element of just like i'm gonna tune out i'm not gonna pay attention to it and then i'm gonna pretend like this is like a good uh what's his name jamie liddell album or uh, oh, i don't know who that is um like yeah like neo soul thing that i like that skews mainstream but like i could find a way to get through it sure but i mean it's too long the slow songs are garbage there was like <laughs> there was maybe like two or three songs where i was like okay yeah all right that is all right, but as well, as a like fifteen song album or however many songs it was, I was like, no. Again, <laughs> I, I had a hard time listening to it without the pretense of it being Alan Thicke's son. So <laughs> yeah. the entire see time, that was out of my mind. I'm the whole basically time. picturing Alan Thicke twenty years ago. That's kind of what I think. Yeah, I was hoping he might sing all condescending <laughs> like the way Alan uh, Thicke talks. Yeah. Well, when they get to the song called Carol, <laughs> um, Mike, uh, but uh, it's. This is a confusing album because he uses a lot of um, a lot of like uh, thug rapper kind of like. There's a song called "She's Gangsta." Yeah, yeah. Terrible. gangsta, gangsta. Um, there's a song called "I'ma Be All Right." Which is, I guess, about a breakup. Although I prefer to read it as "I'm a bee, all right." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that's just some generic bullshit with a funny yeah. name. Yeah. Um, there's one song called "Brand New Jones," and I don't know what it's about. And I rewound the first lyric of this song because uh, a couple of times, and I kept. I think the first lyric is "Some people like to get peed on." <laughs> Are you sure? I, I, I rewound it a couple of times. You and, didn't search for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See what it actually is, because I'm sure it's. I'm. Um, uh, some people What's like the name to get of the song again? Brand new Jones. Okay. Keep talking. I'll look for it. Uh, he's got a song called "When I Get You Alone" that uses that. You remember that disco uh, version of Beethoven's Fifth? Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses that, and he just does his shitty thing over that. Oh God! And it's it, like because that's <laughs> embarrassing as it is. Roller skating to Beethoven is weird, uh, and then and then putting some like some like just shitty R and B over top of it is unlistenable. Okay, let's see here. Uh, the first lyric is "Some like to keep heat on." Oh, okay. that's, <laughs> some's that's not... never hot enough. What? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I sleep with nothing on because I'm always burning up. Okay, okay. Well, but you see uh. where. No, wait, no, well, yeah, maybe you, you don't have to see no, where well, I got it. No, on, I know where you got it from because if you sing it like, so I'm not to keep pee on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And, that, and that's kind of. That was better, actually, what you did there. <laughs> And there's yeah. a song about called Sugar Mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of A's. In it's place a lot of real bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like shitty uh, like spelling, neo soul like, uh, like yeah, yeah and like this Prince is... like sub Prince like yeah. love you too 
baby or you know or whatever exactly and this 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 song is basically about alan thick's son yeah. uh, uh <laughs> who has this uh sugar mama who buys him fresh gear yeah <laughs> seems a little inauthentic when alan thick's son says it oh, yeah yeah brutal. i mean it was a bad album it was bad but but I found a way to get through it, and there was one or two songs where I was just like, disconnected myself from this, and okay. Uh, See, so it just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, all right, so I lost, and I get to give you guys an album this week, Yeah. and I'm giving you something interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is a punishment album, personally, uh-huh. but I can understand uh, how this may become a punishment album. Now, I'm giving you guys an album by a guy named Perry Grip. This uh, this guy got he's from he's from some other bands he uh, he got famous doing songs that would play over popular YouTube videos of just weird things so I'm giving you his album called Perry Grip Mega Party 2008 to 2012 <laughs> now this song this album this album is 50 songs long what it is just under an hour uh, oh. so, it, okay. so it is a lot they're all about a minute and. Um, I think this album, taken in short doses, is delightful. Right. I think maybe listening to it in full will burrow into your brains and you will hate me for it. Right. But basically, these are just like stupid, catchy songs about like chimpanzees riding on bicycles and space unicorns (laughs) and do you like waffles? This is the best burrito I've ever had. Oh, I'm sorry. Because what I understood was that it was just instrumental stuff that would go over over silly kitty videos. No, these are. These are related to. These are. Like they were originally released as like there was a video and then it would be singing about what was happening in the video and right. then now you can buy them and listen to them as as just tracks. So so there's some called like Boogie Boogie Hedgehog, sure. Young Girl Talking About Herself, uh, <laughs> Hamster on a Piano, uh, Penguin with Funky Shoe, Nom 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 Nom. Uh, wait, I like vegetables. Penguin with a Funky Shoe? Is that what you said? Yes. There's a track called Herschel the Easter Worm. Yeah. Uh, There's a track called Lazy Harp Seal Has No Job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even need to hear that song. Honestly, there are songs on this album that I will just listen to like four times in a row because they're so just like ridiculous and catchy. Why did he need to write a song called Stupid Girl Talks to Herself or something? Because if you. Presumably that, that. already has sound of a stupid girl talking to herself. Well, fi- watch the video and find out. Yep. Well, I, I, I'm excited when, to yeah, do so. Yeah, you'll probably listen to this album and then and then every once in a while I'll stop it and be like, okay, I have okay, to I see gotta this go with video. video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. outstanding. I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, this is, this is going to be at least a lot of fun. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> All right. All right. So let's roll. Let's roll some dice. We are rolling for A Good Day to, to Die, die hard. hard. Uh-huh. Obviously, the good movie. Obviously, or at least the biggest movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, we have to go I, like I, it's just it's a diehard movie. Yes, I have to say because uh, uh, that Charles Swan movie comes out on Friday too. Does it? Uh, I'm told. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't know either. And on the streetcar, I met a couple of friends on the streetcar coming home from side effects. I, I met some friends who just seen an advanced screening mm-hmm. who said, "Yeah, it's opening on Friday." Oh, the. Um uh, the, uh, Jason Schwartzman, yeah. Joe Jason Murray. Now I read Sheen. some reviews of that that said it was god awful. Yeah, I, I <laughs> well, I, I got two two differing opinions. It, it was a friend and his wife, yeah. and, and he really liked it, and she went. Meh. Yeah. Now that I've read the reviews, I'm going into that movie just thinking this will look nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. 
So, Good Day to Die Hard. I think they should just stop calling them Die Hard movies, but I guess that would defeat the purpose. Kind of. But they're not Die Hard movies anymore. No, they aren't. But I will they watch feel them. feel wrong. I will <laughs> yeah. watch them, and I hope it's good. I hope it's yeah. great. I, I want this to be a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've already said they're going to make another one. Yeah. But there's more. I mean, at, at this point, there's less good Die Hard movies than mm-hmm. than die, die Hard movies that don't feel like Die Hard movies. Well, we're right so about in the middle, I feel like. Because I really like the first really one good. and the third one. Yeah. yeah. I accept two and four. Right. I accept them. So right in the middle. middle. This this will be the... Yeah, this will tip it. I I don't think it's going to tip us in the right direction. Oh, no. This is going to be a ridiculous piece of crap, but But I I think think it's going to be awesome. Sure. As long as you... I mean, now we're... I mean, it's it's so long away from the first one, and we've been disappointed by plenty of things. Yeah. Mm. Not just in this franchise, but I feel like, you know... You can tune it out a bit and just watch a big action movie with Bruce Willis. Yes, right. Because yeah. like, I feel like they're getting too big. It's they too are way too big. Global, but it's, it's like, just that's not what made Die Hard good. No. Die Hard was a up close movie, a claustrophobic yeah. movie. The thing is, he's now, vulnerable yeah. in that movie. But he's think, not super. He's I not th- jumping floor to floor, absolutely. and blowing up helicopters. I, but five, well, that's not true. He blows five up movies in, they can't exactly. keep trying to find reasons to keep him in a hole somewhere. Yeah, but I they do. have never. this is true. But that's that's the thing. I mean, there is a way to do it. They they did it with three, but I just think I think you're right completely. But I feel like there's nowhere for them to go but to compete with the Transformers Absolutely. and everything yes. else. Like they have yeah, to. Yeah, in today's climate, they have th- to. this movie is what it had to be. I think. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think so. it's going to be better than what, is, but what we're rolling for, which is the loser. This the week. loser this week. Beautiful creatures, aka the new Twilight. No, no, no. no what? No, no. no. Uh, Who is the loser no, then? I thought it was going to be safe. Haven. Oh shit! Yeah. This oh. is why I'm excited for you to get it, which yeah. you will. I thought we were going Sparks to see movie. beautiful. I thought because that movie looks bad too. What is that one? Beautiful creatures is like the new Twilight thing where it's like witches and monsters and shit, and it's like you're not allowed to love that boy. It's exactly <laughs> like Twilight. <laughs> is this week. the one where she, it's, where the girl dies? And no, that's the, the host. The that's host. this no. summer. This I think. is just like it's a movie that looks like it's like now that Twilight's done, we need a new movie that's like about a girl in love with a guy, but like she's a monster and they're not. Allowed, they're forbidden oh, Lord. To well, love that each sounds other. terrible too. Now I'm torn. Well, but no, I Safe Haven really, is the would I, classic. I would much rather see, you see you sit through another yeah. Nicholas Sparks thing. Okay, yeah. I feel like you're going to roll these first. We don't Casey? Use. I'm rolling first. To, I don't want to roll first. Right. I'm trying to break my curse. Whichever Switch one of these up. we don't use, I imagine, can come up next yes, week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. do. We'll do Safe Haven this week. Yeah, because I right. think that's the classic. See you next Wednesday pick. Yeah. All right, I'm rolling. Nicholas Sparks. He is rolling a four. Uh, I got a nice, respectable four. Are you going last, Gorman? What do you, or... what do you, I'll go last. Yeah, let's see. Four. That's a two. That's a two. Oh, so it's not got good, a two. man. That's not good at all. I have a two. Oh, thank God. Oh, it's a roll-off. Oh. And I'm safe. And Casey's Once again. safe. Oh, fucking hell. Greg's going to roll, good. and I'm going to have not to beat good. it. Greg has rolled a Five. five. I'm going to from the sounds of it. Get a six, buddy. Come yeah, on, I believe there. in you. What is it? I got yeah, a two again. Got two. Two. <laughs> two again. Dan Gorman oh. fucks it up. See, I was so scared because I'm going to Chicago on Thursday, yeah. and I'm like, I can't go see Safe Haven in Chicago. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the worst. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not, not Dan I, Gorman. I I'm no I longer <laughs> calling you Vern. I'm now calling you Dan Nicholas Sparks Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've seen one, and now I have to see two. You are the lucky one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the lucky one. Yep. 
All right. This is amazing. No. It is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It seems it seems fixed. Like, it does seem fixed. Yeah. I can't only imagine the listeners probably think that they, they, that, that we're it playing it up for like it's just gag. like a gag yeah. by now, but it's so no. Yeah, they're, they're, you're just they're the leave. worst. They think that we're trying roller. to get like a Ricky Gervais thing going, where like I'm the where guy that gets shit on with the movies. The, well, no, because I mean you're you're not the the Pilkington. Um, <laughs> Uh, intellectually, mm-hmm. wait. I think I am, <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, <laughs> um, you just suck at rolling dice. Yeah. I've never seen that before. All right, let's uh, get into some film roulette then. I mean, sorry, I said that last week. Hero swap. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. the one. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull one over so we can re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hero Swap Cage matches our weekly segment. When we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death, we start with 64, we'll end with one. This is one of those matches. Uh, this, this is a... This is a good match this week. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is sort of like, in a lot of ways, emotionally a good match. Absolutely. Um, I like their how they match up physically. Yep. I like, uh, and there's emotional confusion to go along with the real people who played these well, characters. Th- this is the thing. It's it's a real-life horrible asshole against yeah. uh, a guy that everybody loves and who died, and everybody was sad when he died. Yeah. So yeah. we have uh, Patrick Swayze's Dalton from Roadhouse yep. going up against Mel Gibson's Mad Max Rakitansky. Yeah, from yeah. That, that series. Yeah, these are. This is an interesting pair up. Yeah, it is. It's multi layered because again, I mean, you also have the fact that Roadhouse is a fucking ridiculous movie, <laughs> and Beyond Thunderdome Absolutely. is not a great movie, but it's it's a gra- it's part it's, of a it, great. It's fun, yeah, and legacy it's, of movies, right? And Mad yes. Max and Road Warrior are, are amazing are, movies. Yeah, are I love movies. Yeah, dearly. Um, I think you can make a, a an argument that Beyond Thunderdome is a, is a pretty classic movie as, itself. Well, it's very much like great for my childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. the first half of the movie is very good. Sure. It's when he gets out into the jungle land with the. Uh, it's when they cut his hair. Those, yeah, they cut his hair, and there's those goofy kids with their all with their wacky future talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is always a good idea. Yeah. In the movie. Oh man, I can't, I can't even paraphrase it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. We're waiting for Captain Walker to come back from the fly fly so we can all go to the future city sat and all the fucking <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Yeah, which uh, I think well, was reprised on. in Cloud Alice. If yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it totally reminds me about of that, that yeah. Atlas. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Okay, well, let's see where we're having this little showdown. Rolling the dice, rolling the dice. I hope it's not Thunderdome. It is not oh, Thunderdome. Oh, came up. UFC That's ring. the third or fourth, yeah. too, that we've rolled this uh, fucking no, episode. I did think, again, like, if, if Mad Max... If, if we'd wound up in the Thunderdome, that's a ma- massive... Yeah, yeah, Huge advantage. Like, home field advantage. Yeah. It's know. huge. Huge. Uh, huge. <laughs> Uh, so actually, big is- muscles, <laughs> hard <laughs> muscles. Uh, it's uh, th- this is actually interesting because uh, you got uh, you got bare knuckles, um, and-, and these are two guys who just don't go down. Yeah, bare knuckles, big hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Casey and I put on both of these movies back to back at uh, well, Beyond Thunderdome and Roadhouse at Rancho the other night and watched them while we were working. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Roadhouse. Uh, Road. Uh, <laughs> Roadhouse. 
uh, he's a very good fighter in yes. it. He's yes. uh, and I, I was saying to Casey, I just thought it was so weird that uh, the the reality of the the movie Roadhouse is that we live in a world where there are famous bouncers, celebrity yeah. bouncers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. doorman, known <laughs> towns over. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> they say you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> At standing uh, in front of a door, <laughs> and then throwing someone. Um, and now he's very handy in it, and like, and the bar that he goes to is the most horrible bar in the world. Where yep. again, they've got a blind man in a cage. <laughs> they, they yeah, keep, they keep a blind man in a cage. Although, uh, like, he's not actually blind. Like, he's not playing a blind guy. Is, is he, he not? Is Jeff? Because uh, no, Jeff Healy. Uh, if you don't know, Jeff Healy's Jeff, yeah. in this movie, and he's he was a blind guitar a little player. Canadian pride. Yeah, because he's yeah. awesome in this movie too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he plays exactly who he needs to play. But I don't think there's any mention of him being blind. Maybe not. Um. But, but he uh, is a blind man in a cage, a man and they throw cage. bottles yeah. at him if he stops playing his guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Uh, this is also a bar where, uh, uh, for a reasonable twenty dollars, you can you can feel a pair of tits for a while, <laughs> right beside her boyfriend. Uh, um, he brokers the deal. It's nice. Yeah, no, it's 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 all about board. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, you can, so, there's numbers where you can call for a nice Buick. <laughs> yeah, that is the fucking weirdest thing. And and I don't want to get to because they actually covered this this movie really nicely on how did this yeah, get yeah. made. But uh, but I, what I don't understand is because the owner of the bar goes in uh, and and uh, to take a piss in the in the bathroom and 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 it says for a good fuck call five 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 whatever. Yeah, and he changes the word fuck. To Buick, <laughs> um, I, and and I wonder is it was that his number? Yeah. And he actually does have a Buick to sell. Yeah. Well, this is very convenient. <laughs> I was confused. Is he just by a that. Buick fan? He's looking for all opportunities to like put the word Buick somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's, sees the word fuck. I could turn that into Buick. That yeah. could become a Buick pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. So, now, and I, I I haven't heard the how did this get made on Roadhouse. So if I start talking about something that they covered nicely, then let me know. But one thing I got to bring up with this movie is Sam Neill is, or uh, sorry, Sam Elliott yeah. is mm-hmm. the like granddaddy doorman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> security guard in this movie, and he comes to help out Patrick Swayze who can't. Well, do he this comes alone. to help out and flirt with. Well, yes, this is what I wanted to bring uh, up. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze's got a new girlfriend. Yeah, and he's sitting down meeting, and Sam's like, "He's my best friend. He taught me everything I know, and he's the best." And Sam Elliott shows up and he's like, "Well, hello, little lady." <laughs> and he's they're sitting there all together, and then he's like, uh, "They're talking about scars." And he's like, "I got a scar." And Sam Elliott stands up, undoes his pants, and pulls them down, so you get like just above cock pube. You get area. You, get, you see, you see the uh, the scar clearly, which and, is yeah. off to the. It looks like an appendix scar. Yeah, like exactly. you can you pull your shirt up to the side a little bit, and, and there it is. But he just undoes his pants, and it's not the biggest scar. No, um, but yeah, but it's so, clearly the. It, I got a scar over here, but uh-uh, yeah, uh-uh. exactly. You see about seventy percent of pubes. <laughs> uh, I think seventy percent of the world's total pubes because there's a lot going on. Which is such a weird because he's really flirting with her too. Like yeah. he's making a run a little bit. He's a total asshole friend like um and he starts dancing with her oh yeah and and like and like like grinding up on her and totally and after he's done the pube showing thing which is again i think the weirdest pickup tactic i've ever heard of like i'm gonna show this chick my pubes she's gonna lose her fucking mind i've been told i have some pretty nice pubes uh i don't know but i've been told i'm in my 40s who doesn't like a nice patch of 40 year old pubes uh, um, well, clearly, Kelly Kelly Lynch, is that who I'm... 
uh, yeah. Uh, uh, clearly, she she is impressed. Yeah, mm, pretty good uh, foliage. So uh, so so he starts <laughs> slow dancing with her dance. in front of Patrick Swayze, who's loving it the whole time. Yeah. But the weird thing about it is that he's staring directly into Patrick Swayze's <laughs> eyes the whole time. So he's like, mm, "I'm grinding up on your girl," and he's staring him in the eyes. And Patrick, they're looking at each other with these weird smirks on their faces. Yeah, is, oh, uh, fucked up. There's a different movie to be made Swayze's there. Is Swayze's character yeah. named Damien? This is for you, <laughs> Damien. <laughs> and my boobs. <laughs> okay, oh, so anyway. he is a good fighter. Yeah, he <laughs> yes. karate fights guys, and there's guys who tell him, you know, I I used to fuck guys like you in prison, and he beats that guy up. That is yeah. Um, Versus Mad Max, who is also a good fighter. Oh, yeah. he can, and he can take a fucking beating. The yes. thing oh, is, yeah. like, uh, Patrick Swayze, uh, or Dalton takes a couple of beatings. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple of guys uh, who he fired take the, him out back of, uh, of the bar and like you know they get oh they beat the him. crap out of him. That's yeah, when Sam yeah. Elliott shows up. Well, and he's exactly. Like, that, this I is saved my your point, ass. Is that... I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my point: is that Sam Elliott shows up and saves his ass, right? Yeah. Like, um, like the, the the one time that he's really teamed up on, he gets his his shit fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's in the bar in the middle of a bar brawl, he can kind of like go from person to person. Yeah. And fuck and yeah, fuck yeah. And he avoids now, the confrontation as much as possible yeah he'd much rather not fight right or fly now where fly. are we which again? is what makes him such a famous bouncer yeah <laughs> <laughs> where where are they Door fighting man. again we're in the ufc they're in ufc so oh, okay so it's yes hand to hand yeah and um, now i feel like max rockatansky is more of a uh opportunist fighter sure you know whatever's kind of thrown at him he sort of works with that yeah yeah and kind of flips it against people and, I, and and like you said i think i think max mad max will will probably go for it whereas as you said uh swayze is oh, gonna yeah. kind of not he's gonna want, uh, swayze he will avoid to. the confrontation yeah. mad max right. is all dead inside yeah yeah, so, yeah. swayze's gonna try and pull some charm and be like listen buddy we yeah. don't have to fight or whatever, you know, and then Mad Max is going to be like, <laughs> like run at him. Yeah, like I feel, uh, like I feel like he, uh, like Max is gonna is gonna try to get it over with as quickly as yeah. possible. But then I guess the same could be said of Dalton because like he doesn't really labor over over fights or he he gets them done as as quickly as possible as well. Mm-hmm. They're very well matched. I yeah, think. yeah. This is a very very difficult one. I don't know where to go with this. I feel, I feel like it's going to come down to the fact that Mel Gibson is a shitty racist <laughs> and uh, and everybody loves. Patrick hey hey Swayze. hey hey. He's sexist too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't right. you forget it. Yeah, and I feel like uh, my my usual go to in this kind of a situation is because I think Swayze is gonna not be so hot on the fighting like right off the top mm-hmm. i feel like mad max might be able to, to struggle an upper hand kind of like like wrestle the upper hand away yeah. by yeah. by striking first uh catching him maybe a little off guard and then i feel like that's going to dictate i mean i'm not saying the fight's going to end there but i feel like that might dictate the fight as it goes also uh the the very end of uh, of roadhouse the sort of final battle is uh, uh, is him is is uh, Dalton against uh, Ben Gazzara and all of his men? Yeah, Jackie yeah. Treehorn and his gang. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he uh, he kills all of them, but a lot of the time he'll get the jump on them. They'll be like around a corner, and he'll come up behind them. Yeah, and go, hey. So that the guy can turn around and then, and then and punch him in the yeah, yeah. yeah, too like, committed to the fair fight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Dalton. whereas I think so. again, uh, Max Rockettansi, he's, he's just a wild wants to get card. that shit over. Yeah. Yeah. And like when he's when he's in the um, 
in the uh, Thunderdome, Thunderdome. like w- w- his big fight in Th- Thunderdome, like he's scrambling the whole time, fucking mm-hmm. scrambling, and 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 is just tenacious. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's yeah. As much as I hate to say it, I almost feel like uh, I almost feel like it goes to to. Max yeah, Roadhouse. I I I agree. I mean, he kicks the mass in Roadhouse. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I just think the personality traits of 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 Max in that sense, you know. Are gonna will be the best of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, all Sorry, right, so Roadhouse quickly, fans. Uh, how does it happen? Yeah, I always like to know how. It um, happens. Well, <clears throat> we've had a lot of knee choke outs lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't like that. Um, um, it's it's bare knuckle, so I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very organic kill. Yeah. I'm. Uh, Do you I'm think gonna, he chokes him out? Do you, like in a different? No, I'm going to go with kind of a bludgeoning. Here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know he that thing where Max kind of turns off. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those. You think and he just I gets think on top and just punches him? Yeah, he gets yeah. that. You know, there's going to be hesitation. He's going to be in his crazy scrambling mode, like trying to find any way to work with a weakness in somebody. And yeah. He's going to see that hesitation. Yeah. And he's just going to hammer the guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's a shame. Damn shame. It is a shame. I but really did want Mad Max to, could go uh, far yeah. with I the did, right matchups. I did matchups. want Dalton to win. With yeah. the right matchups, I think Mad Max yeah, he could can, go far. Yeah, he can. He can. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, a lot of these matchups make me sad as this thing goes on because yeah. it's like, well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only getting further into it. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. only going to get worse. Uh, into the best of the best. All right. Yeah. Um, this is Okay, now this is a very good conversation to have next week. Uh, next week's matchup in fun movies to rewatch. If you haven't rewatched them recently... We've got uh, Wesley from uh, The Princess Bride. All right. Who, uh, dark horse for me, too, because, again, the reality of what these people do in their movies is what they bring to the table. Sure. And I know The Princess Bride is romantic and a comedy, but But Wesley Wesley kicks hard to kill. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, rewatch it because it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And he's going up against Casey Ryback. Uh, Under Siege Seagull. Yeah. Oh, this will be an interesting conversation. Very interesting conversation. Definitely. Um, yeah. So there we go. That's next week. Sweet. Next week. Next Very week. good. Next week. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh-huh. Um, all right. You can find us on Twitter at SYNWPC or at Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. Oh. And you can find us on Twitter under Modern Superior and listen to all of our shows. Episode two of The Faculty of Horror just went up. There's going to mm-hmm. be some more Kangaroo Court. We got a Time Bandits dropping on Friday. Yeah. Time Bandits. Yeah, talking about <laughs> Hellraiser 2. Hellbound. Hellbound 2. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have all of the talk about uh, skinless people in, in, blazers, in blazers that you'll yeah. ever need. <laughs> the most tasteful skinless people yeah. you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the most fashion-forward skin you, skinless When you're skinless, viewers. but you'd still like to go to Red yeah. Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you're, do you? you're skinless, but you like popcorn shrimp. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> do you dress up to go to Red Lobster? Craig? Do you not? not? I worry what you think <laughs> is a fancy restaurant. I spent uh, like almost half of my life with really the feeling that Red Lobster was like fine dining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I did not grow up with money. Yeah. I was like, a, holy fuck, we went to Red Lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. This well, it was decade. like fish, like seafood, like that's, like for some reason that's upper echelon. Yeah. Oh, you know? like, yeah. I just eat meat at home. I just eat like steaks or fucking whatever. I don't know why it seems it, but I can understand that as a child. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, lobster, well, we, like lo- you think lobster and you yeah. think, oh, rich people. Yeah. Lobster. Mm, totally. Ah. 
<laughs> so yeah, don't you think and if you I'm know. skinless, I will wear a blazer to Red yeah. Lobster. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna skin you and put that to the test. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear Casey's skin and I'm gonna pretend like I'm Casey and save you from falling off of a cliff. Uh, uh, please wear a bib though. Yeah. <laughs> One of those lobster bibs. Yeah. You do not want to get. I don't want to get all that lemon on, juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over. Because that's gonna really fucking hurt. That'll sting. That's gonna be raw. Oh uh, yeah. So please. God. Listen to all of those shows. Yeah, do that. And uh, yeah, any anything else? That's it. No. All right. Done. Well, we will see you next Wednesday, Internet. Bye, Internet. Goodbye. I love you. Oh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 